This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, it has been quite a four-week election campaign in Alberta. Many are calling this the nastiest, most negative campaign they have ever seen. And given from where we've been sitting and following along, it sure has looked that way. But it all comes to an end tonight. Albertans are voting today. That is, if they haven't already. They've had some record numbers for advance voting as well. And this isn't just uh, an election that is going to impact Alberta. We've been watching it very closely here in BC because of the things that people like Jason Kenney have been saying about what they would do to BC or what they would threaten us with if they win. And so there's a lot of implications here for other provinces and for the country as a whole. And a reminder that Global News will have comprehensive coverage across all platforms of the Alberta election results tonight. That will be online, on TV, on Charles Adler tonight and on the shift with Drex. So stay tuned right here for more about the election results. Right now, though, let's take a look at what we can expect in Alberta. David Aiken joins us now, our chief political correspondent for Global News. David, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And you're right, it has been nasty, Simi, but it's been angry, too. And that's maybe where some of the nastiness comes from. Um, it, Albertans are angry and frustrated. And this is not a partisan thing. This is New Democrats and Conservatives. They're angry at Ottawa. They're frustrated with the 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 fact that they cannot seem to get the pipeline expanded, the TMX expansion through. That's where Jason Kenney's threat comes in, that if he wins the first, he said, the first thing he does at the first cabinet meeting is essentially um, make active the law that would allow uh, Alberta to essentially turn off the taps of B.C., Personally, I think that would be counterproductive because, as you know, Sammy, there is some polling that shows, you know, a lot of British Columbians have no problems with the expansion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Certainly, there's a very noisy group that oppose it. But I think if Kenny does that, he may start, you know, he'll start losing the goodwill, I think, that now exists among some British Columbians for this. So that's really the tone of the campaign, though. Uh, anger and frustration among yeah. a lot of voters. And that's why I think we saw such big voter turnout at the advance polls. I think you're so right about that because, yeah, there's a lot of people who are very favorable towards Alberta in this province. But if that mm-hmm. does happen, people in BC are going to go, wait a minute, technically, we haven't actually done anything. This is all in the hands of the National Energy Board and the federal government, and yet we're going to be punished for it. Right. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, Premier Horgan, you know, standing by for a court challenge, should uh, Kenny ever do something. But, um, you know, again, we're trying to guess maybe there's there's politics on the campaign trail. So the favorite Kenny line, and he trots this out at every rally, and it's a pretty good line, actually, uh, gets a lot of applause as he says, you know, uh, the B.C. government wants to wants to make B.C. carbon uh, carbon neutral by 2040. Well, we'll make him carbon neutral by 2020, i.e. he'll turn off the taps. As I say, that gets a big laugh line uh, among UCP supporters in Alberta. And that's fine. The guy's campaigning to win the premier seat. But I think once he gets the job, if in fact you do want to see the pipeline get done, right now we all know it's in the hands of the National yeah. Energy Board, and then it goes to Cabinet. And one of the things Kenny wants to do, in addition to, you know, threatening to turn the taps off, he's threatening to blow up the essentially climate change framework of the incumbent NDP government here in Alberta. And among other things, that framework calls for a cap on uh, oil sands emissions, at, which is capped right now at 100 megatons. If Kenny says, to heck with that, I'm taking the cap off, that would violate one of the conditions that the NEB set to when it approved originally the expansion of the pipeline. Yeah. So if Kenny's actions violate existing approvals, 
Where does that leave the pipeline expansion? I mean, don't forget, <laughs> British Columbians, Ontarians, Albertans, we own this thing now. So we probably want to see this asset we have cost us billions of dollars used. Um, of course, there's many who say, no, shut it down. Throw away the money. We, we don't like pipelines at all. It's a very polarizing debate. No kidding. Okay, so if Jason Kenney wins this, and by all accounts, it looks at this point, we never know, mm-hmm. right? We, it looks like he is in a position to do that. What do you think that means, though, for Ottawa at this point for, for the federal election this fall? Right, and, and that's one of the things I find fascinating. So, Kenny, uh, if Kenny wins, and you're right, the polls do look very favorable for him, though the gap has been narrowing over the last several days. In any event, we would have Jason Kenny, the conservative from Alberta, Scott Moe, the conservative from Saskatchewan, Brian Pallister, the conservative in Manitoba, and of course, Doug Ford, the conservative in Ontario, and Blaine Higgs, the conservative in New Brunswick. Five conservative premiers who not only do they not, not like the carbon tax and everything associated with pricing carbon, they would be ready to block the Trudeau Liberals agenda on just about anything, energy, economy, you name it. So that means it's going to be very difficult for the Trudeau, the, the, the federal government, to get stuff done. And on the other hand, uh, Trudeau, though, may like to have all this opposition because then presumably they can contrast these yeah. uh, conservatives with uh, the Trudeau sunny ways, such as it is. I mean, that's starting to crumble a little bit. Uh, so did you we'll put see. that in quotation marks? I feel like you put that in quotation marks. I did. I just did the air quotes <laughs> as I was talking to you, Sam. You're absolutely right. But the other thing is, too, is... Uh, if the, if the quote, uh, conservative resistance to Trudeau is led by Kenny and Ford, kind of makes Andrew Scheer a bit of a junior partner. Andrew Scheer is the federal conservative leader. And does Scheer care? He probably doesn't, so long as they can figure out how to beat Trudeau. But Trudeau's going to use that against him, saying, you're taking your marching orders from Jason Kenny or Doug Ford, and so on and so on. And there's one other thing, Simi, yeah. too, which is reared its head here that I'm seeing in federal politics. So one of the reasons it was a negative campaign here was from the, the NDP. Even before the election started, they were throwing all kinds of mud at Jason Kenney, and they had a you know a war room that did a great job digging up dirt essentially on conservative candidates, painting them as uh, homophobes, as racist, uh, and so basically trying to say Jason Kenney's unfit for office. He doesn't hold uh, small L liberal mainstream Canadian views on diversity and so on. And you know maybe there's a kernel of truth to some of this, but you know they really torqued it up. And it worked. That's why the polls have closed. Uh, and the ballot box question that the NDP wants to have is, Rachel or Jason? Who's nicer, basically? And and a lot of people will conclude, oh, Rachel, Jason does make me feel weird. Now, federally, we are now seeing Justin Trudeau, when he gives sort of campaign-style speeches to supporters, he is essentially saying, you know, white supremacists have a home in the Conservative Party. Why are why are racists attracted to the Conservative Party? In other words, saying Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives are the racist party. And this is going to be, a, if that gets going, that, and it's starting to federally, really? that's going to make the election campaign mighty nasty. And the Trudeau Liberals, why wouldn't they do that? Because we've just seen it work to a degree here in Alberta, where a progressive party attacks the conservative candidate by saying they're unfit for office because their values are outside the Canadian mainstream. So if you're Justin Trudeau, then are you kind of secretly hoping for a Jason Kenney win? You know, pro- I mean, 
they they might get more stuff done with uh, Premier Notley, but even Notley was angry. She just testified at a Senate committee last week where she was saying there's two pieces of federal legislation that Ottawa is considering, including the tanker ban off of the banning tankers off BC's northern coast that she says are going to kill Alberta. Um, in fact, here in Alberta, they don't call it a tanker ban. They say it's an Alberta products ban. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, that's what it is. So Notley was going to be crossing swords with Trudeau. Uh, Kenny absolutely is. He's just more angry. And does Trudeau want to take on Kenny? Yes. Um, I've already heard uh, Labor Minister Patty Hydu, the federal Labor Minister, she's an Ontario MP. Um, she's already calling Jason Kenny and the UCP. She's describing what they do as, quote, the politics of cruelty. Um, and this goes, to, again, uh, the way that people who are a part of the LGBTQ community might be treated by a Jason Kenney government, uh, the way uh, visible minorities might be treated by a Jason Kenney government, true or not, the federal liberals are already calling that what mm. Kenny is, will be up to, the politics of cruelty. And I should point out, just for the record, Kenny's slate of 87 candidates here is the most ethnically diverse group. Uh, lots of people, just like in the in uh, Lower Mainland, huge South Asian pol uh, um, uh, population in Calgary, in Edmonton, lots of South Asian candidates, lots of Chinese candidates, perhaps not as many indigenous candidates as, right. as, as we now want as a country, but uh, Kenny's got a pretty diverse group from a, a sort of ethnic uh, basis, and maybe not so gender diverse, but... You know, he's reached yeah. out to, to make sure that his government is going to look like Alberta looks. You mentioned Andrew Scheer here. Now, was he the only federal party leader to campaign in Alberta? He was it. Um, technically, if you buy a if you buy a BC NDP uh, membership card or an Alberta membership NDP membership card, you're automatically a member of the federal NDP. So Jugmeet Singh, the federal NDP leader and Burnaby uh, South uh, M M uh, MP, um, is the leader of the same party that Rachel Notley belongs to. But Rachel Notley, in the like, I was in a room full. This, they had a huge rally in, in Edmonton a couple of days ago with Notley. A room full of 1,200 just crazy, cheering, pipeline-loving New Democrats. Really? And we know that Jugmeet Singh is like, no way, no way on pipelines. He doesn't want them. And, oh, he, he's against the expansion of the Kinder Morgan pipeline. And... Um, and here's Notley, and I'm literally 1,200 like screaming New Democrats. They love the pipeline. That's a bit of a problem, I think, for New yeah. Democrats as we head into the federal election because you know there's uh, there's a mix. And I, I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons Adrian Dix lost to Christy Clark in the end, um, you know, a few years ago, because I think a lot of the blue collar New Democrat workers in BC's interior they want to see a premier that's you know, favorable to developing resources in British Columbia. I think that's one reason why John Horgan eventually prevailed, because he had a better message than Dix did. So now here comes Jugmeet Singh. How's he going to win NDP votes in B.C. and Alberta when, you know, he's offsides yeah. with the Alberta leader here? Okay, this is going to be so fascinating tonight. So, David, do you have any predictions for how this is going to go? Well, I, as I say, I do think the polls have been tightening. I mean, it, it both sides, when I say both sides being the UCP and the NDP, there's no quit. They're highly motivated, both bases. Um, the NDP campaign is just putting, they're, they're well organized, they're well funded. They know they're fighting from behind. Uh, it's really going to come down to, believe it or not, women in Calgary, women who may have voted PC at some point in time, and the NDP have been targeting women voters, specifically trying to make them feel uncomfortable or creepy about Jason Kenney. So that's why I say, ballot question, huh. do you like Rachel or Jason 
it's women in key Calgary riding is going to choose a government. But at the end of the day, I think we do see a majority UCP government, but with a strong New Democrat opposition. And for Alberta politics, that'll be a new thing to have a strong opposition from uh, somebody on the other side of the ideological fence. So, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting. But uh, going to, I think changes in the air tonight. Oh, it always is, David. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jimmy. Cheers. And we'll be listening to you later. That is David Aiken, our chief political correspondent for Global News.